Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. And I love to remind you, there is absolutely a possibility that you have not seen this face. And so I remind you, the podcast is also on the YouTubes. And if you are watching and joining us on the YouTubes, you can see that I've got another face to join this face of mine, my handsome guest with the spiffy hat. I love the hat. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining me, Vaughn. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Dee, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Vaughn Davis, Managing Director of Dream Hollywood, also the CEO of Rowan Hospitality. It's an honor to be it's on the a show. Pleasure. It's, it's a right. pleasure to have you. Have some, now, let me... Oh, please. Let's show, let's, show... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's show everyone why hotels were super fun, man. Best job ever. Okay, so let me ask you this. When you give your title, what exactly does that encompass? So as someone that just goes to a hotel and knows that, oh, this is the front desk staff, this is housekeeping, this is the bellhop, or I don't even know if they still use that terminology anymore. What exactly is your role and what does that encompass? Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Um, managing director oversees um, the entire operations of the hotel, right? So okay. engineering, sales and marketing, mm -hmm. revenue front office, to people and culture, to food and beverage, to you name it. Everything that happens under the roof, they oversee. And um, okay. we, call, we call them bell people now. Okay, not a hop. Or a, or a bell person. When I started, it was all bell men. Right, okay, there were, reasonable. There were, some, there were some women in that role at certain hotels, right? It's time yes. to update the time to update the title classification so more inclusive what what how did you start when you started in hospitality what was your start like yeah yeah so i started as a bellman manager of training um at the okay. ends of work park avenue 20 it was 28 park avenue and it was one of the still is a pretty cool hotel it's no longer um flying the gansevoort flag but it was mm -hmm. one of the most iconic properties launched in Park Avenue. So I was trained by some of the best in the, in the industry and I got to experience firsthand interacting with uh, tier one clientele and the industries that would stay at that property. I think our average daily rate at the time was anywhere between uh, 600 and um, 5,000 per night. So around $600 to $5,000 per night, depending on the room category you're staying in. That's interesting. But when you said that, I immediately thought of two of my favorite, um, I won't say like categorically, like what, where they would fall. But like, I remember, I don't know if you've ever watched it. Um, I want to say it was on CBS. It had um, Vanessa Williams in it, like 666 Park, or it was like 666 something. That show where they lived in a hotel, it was like a mixed property. I want to say that there were long term guests as well as short term guests. Absolutely love that show. And I think that it got, um, it, it should have gotten a lot more than it did. And I, so I am a huge JLo as an actress fan. I, I always have to caveat it as such for my own really? personal tastes. Just yes. an actress? Love her as an actress, oh, love her man. as a dancer. Um, she makes bops, she makes hits, hits. Um, I like an icon, man. <laughs> I mean, yes, lots of famous people are. I love her as an actress, and I will watch anything she is in. And Made in Manhattan happens to be, I'd say, one of the JLo movies I've, I've absolutely seen the most times in my life. And I think that it does a beautiful job. I don't remember what the character's name is, but the gentleman that is head, I don't know if he's, I think he's head of housekeeping or he's head of something, but he does a really great job of really expressing what it is to be of service and how because you are of service does not necessarily make you a servant. And there is no, and I also think that there are so many negative connotations to being a servant because it, it it's one of those loaded terms, right? Where it is often used in a very negative or derogatory 
um, fashion, but it also has a lot of positive to it. Um, as someone who has started as a bell person and made their way to a CEO, what is your experience of service and how do you see that across, you know, the different, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, job roles and job titles throughout hospitality. Yeah. So, uh, we can start with the, the, the macro and then move on into the micro. Um, we are big fans of human psychology and neuroscience. So we always do a deep dive into understanding the human brain and how we can build, hmm. best build experiences, um, based on that understanding. And, you know, there's one theory, it's called PECAN theory. It's also called the PECAN rule. Uh, it became a rule at some point. I still refer to it as a theory. I still need a little bit more uh, peer okay. uh, studies and journals to accept it into my, um, my catalog of laws. Uh, but it is one that speaks to the remembering the best and worst of the experience. So mm -hmm. we utilize that with an understanding that people only recognize two things, the best or the worst of the experience whichever one outranks or outweighs the other in the impact um, on the guest experience. So we always focus on ways to remove too many redundancies in the guest mm. journey, which the guest journey is, you know, the pre-arrival process, arrival, check-in, mid-stay, check-out, post-stay. Um, we've actually broadened that journey's horizon quite a bit that I won't speak to here because that's a bit proprietary and internal. Um, and it also sets us apart from a lot of our competitors. But yeah, we, we deploy that rule. We deploy um, some of Nietzsche's and uh, Freud's understanding of human psychology and how to actually deliver on the expectations of the guests and the experience of the guests. So that's where we start. We start with that understanding and we build the standard operating procedures to help us reach those goals. We also partnered with companies like uh, Forbes Travel Guide, um, the chief um, Technology officer is a good friend and, and he's phenomenal at putting together this incredible Rolodex of information on the guest experience. Of course, it's always going to be information that doesn't directly correlate to the person, but right. more so the group. And uh, it was great to partner with them to get an understanding of what their expectations are um, in the industry. Obviously, they're the ones that give the four or the five star ratings or um, the Forbes preferred ratings, which would then allow you to be a little bit more attractive to a different tier of clientele. And yeah, so we took all that, we put it all together and then we started ideating on standard operating procedures and the way the guest journey should look and the way the guest experience should feel. Um, that also ties into the five senses of the guest experience as well. So even mm -hmm. down to the music is curated here on property um, with a beats per minute focus. Um, we're working on getting, we're working on getting closer to uh, fully understanding how we can implement sound science into our sound engineering here on property as well. So soon we'll start jumping into different frequencies that we will be able to project based on the music to allow you to feel, you know, a certain way that you want to feel. You know, when you're checking into a hotel, you want to feel excited. You want to feel like you're about to go on an adventure, have some fun, get a peaceful night's rest. Music can help curate that. Obviously, scent, smell, that's a big part of the five mm -hmm. sense guest experience when you smell the dream scent when you walk into the property. Or hopeful that uh, your memory recall um, with some other notes of a scent elsewhere across the world will bring you back to the nostalgia of the experience of staying at a dream property. Um, of course, sight, touch, um, those are all very important as well. So uh, as you enter into the property, there is a level of intelligent design um, that was deployed by Rockwell um, interior designers in their group, and, and they did a phenomenal job. You can feel the front desk. It takes you right into the energy and the experience we want you to feel when you get to the guest room and you walk on the carpet, it's like stepping into the Pacific Ocean and the headboard in the rooms uh, would be reminiscent of the sand uh, on the beach. And then we have these really cool tapestries on the wall. So everything was um, intelligently designed and having the guest experience as the main focal point of why we're doing it ties back into what I just said about the macro, right? human right. psychology and neuroscience. So that's the basis in which we start. So that's the first principles foundation in which we mm -hmm. start. And then we go out and it's about talent acquisition um, mm -hmm. to make sure that you are hiring the right people that align with your vision, your goals, your culture, um, and your hotel and the experience you wish to provide to your hotel guests. 
And, you know, for us, we, we took a deep dive into the hiring processes um, historically in hotels. And one of the things that I found was that we never hired from the heart. So it was a matter of having a conversation with the person. Well, whose heart? Their heart. Not my heart. Their heart. Okay. And that's would that be the heart of the section. property? But I mean, like, would that yeah. be the heart of the property and mm-hmm. of the um, environment that you're trying to cultivate or based on the particular candidate's heart and whether or not they are a good fit you would feel for? Because I feel yeah. like that's one of the things that you would assume that a hiring manager would do. It's just like, oh, are you a good fit for this? But is it that you mean like a good fit for the culture or just a good fit for the role? Good fit for the culture. Definitely the culture. Culture is everything. Culture is the start of where everything will emanate from. So um, I can't get too deep into the proprietary practices of that we have in place for people in culture. Um, mm-hmm. But we do hire from the heart. And, and obviously, you know, your experience is very important. Uh, we do review the resumes. We do go through that um, traditional process of vetting candidates before we have the discussion. But the big thing for us is IQ, EQ, aptitude, culture, heart, and in no particular order the way I mentioned it. But we look at all of that when we make a decision as to who we're going to hire to allow them to come into our hotel to provide an experience to our guests. So it's very important. I think it's one of the the biggest steps in, in actualizing your vision for your property and the service culture for your property are getting the right people in the building that can deliver on that promise that we make to our guests, which we take very seriously which is a peaceful night's rest and exciting experience and phenomenal food and beverage and well-appointed rooms, et cetera, right? But the mm-hmm. best service has to trump it all because we are in the service industry. That is how this industry is built, the hospitality industry. And for us, we take it very seriously as to who we allow to deliver that experience that we've, we've created built, and cultivated over time. I like that. Um, I don't, know that the average traveler necessarily thinks about all of the nuance and the details that go into a larger establishment. And I can say that that is one distinguishing factor you would assume can't always be the case, but a distinguishing factor between say an Airbnb and a hotel property is that there is that level of vetting. There's that level. You would assume not all properties are going to do this, obviously, but um, now in terms of that, what type of property are, what property you are, are you at again? And what category would you say you're in so yeah, that everyone has an idea of what we're talking about here? Yeah, sure thing. We're Dream Hollywood. We are located in the heart of Hollywood, um, right, between, right on Selma and Coinda. Uh, so 6417 Selma to be exact. And we are a luxury, luxury boutique lifestyle hotel. Uh, that is who we are, that's our brand ethos, and that's the promise that we make to our guests. When they come here, they're going to get a unique luxury experience, but with fun. We love okay. to ensure our guests have fun. And the reason what does fun look like there? Oh, go ahead, finish it, your I answer. Think, well, yeah, like, well, fun, I mean, I can, I can, I can be able to bridge the two, right? So, fun okay. is a, a dynamic thought, right? And a dynamic idea. It's never going to be about, you know, what's fun for one group of people. Everyone's definition of fun will be different. So we try to cater to different demographics and our different um, tiers of guests and what their expectations are and why they're here. For example, if you're here for a uh, honeymoon, that's going to be a different example mm-hmm. of fun. We might say, hey, let's set up your dinner at Mother Wolf. Uh, this is going to be a, a tier one experience um, from a dining standpoint. Um, and you're going to have the best wine. You compare the wine with the food. Um, and then we would be able to decide if the guests would much rather go to a show at the Pantages or the Hollywood Bowl, or if they're more into the different observatory, or if they want to go uh, to the beach. We can set all of these um, experiences up, and it's like an excursion, right? You know, if you go mm-hmm. uh, to a cruise ship or you go to one of those remote islands, they always have excursions set up. So we decided to take that concept of excursions and then build it into our service culture for the hotel guest experience to then be able to provide um, an experience not only just in the building, but for the entire community as a whole. 
And then okay. what we do is we build relationships with our guests to be able to then extend the quality of experiences that we've provided in the past elsewhere. So hmm. they may be in Florence, Italy, for all we know, we might get an email or it might be a text message. What's the, what's the best place to go to Florence, Italy that feels like beauty and essence, right? And we will respond. So it's the life cycle of a guest. We don't want to look at it as just the length of stay. We want to look at it as, you know, you are our family for the rest of your life or however long you want to be considered our family. And that's why we have such an aggressive uh, digital strategy where we extend the hotel guest experience to the digital realm. So if you go on Instagram, you go stories, uh, we're going to be launching a few other social media outlets soon. Don't want to give that away. But um, the whole plan and the whole vision is that after you check out, your experience doesn't end. Your experience should continue. Every single day you look at your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed, um, or you look at your ex. How do you call that? Do you say tweets now? Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. I can't with you. I don't I don't recognize anything else. It's Twitter. It's like, it's like that man can call now? it what he wants. <laughs> I just I just I just X'd. What? No, you can't say that. It's right. Mean, it's stupid. It is it? stupid. It's Twitter. You tweeted. I don't know if you spoke. You tweeted or you tweet. You Twitter. It's Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. Did you, did you just say twoked? Yeah. I said, I don't know if it's a twoked, but, or you tweeted um, or you, I don't like you tweeted or you, you will tweet. Like what are all the term the, the tenses? You, you were on Twitter. Yes. But it ain't going to be what? X. Let's just look. Web- Webster's makes updates um, quite often. <laughs> I don't think I'll live to see that update. I, I can't see it happening. Let's get twoked in there. <laughs> I appreciate that because I, in this household, am known for fucking up some words. It's One okay. of my it's personal favorites. And let's make this fetch. Let's absolutely Talk to me. make fetch happen. Um, shit, it just flew out. I am in charge. You're in control and in charge. In charge. I like it. It's a thing in the home here. I say I like all the it. freaking time. I'm in charge. And people following use it in your worlds use it in in the places that you are there and it's going to be a thing i'd like to think so my tribe of humans are probably going to watch this at some point make sure you guys know where that word came from because it's happening it's happening thank you putting it up on the whiteboard in the kitchen (laughs) i'm gonna put it up here now I love it. So it sounds like you guys are very, very big on creating relationships. It's not just a check in, check out, peace out. Um, You've got your receipt. We don't need to hear from you anymore. Um, And I think that that kind of ties into one of the things that I wanted to ask you. This seems as if it would make it very easy to develop a sense of brand loyalty. Um, That's one of the things that I personally, and I, preface this with saying I, everyone's experience is going to be different. Everyone's personality is different. And that's part of why I asked you about, well, what's y'all idea of fun for a hotel? Because I know that if I go to a hotel with my parents, between my mom and dad and myself, completely different different ideas of fun. My mom and I can have a great time together. My dad and I, as much of a daddy's girl as I am, his idea of fun and my idea of fun it only works when he just does what I want to do. Let's just leave it at that. So in right. terms of my personal decision-making, I tend to be what is most convenient or what is going to um, benefit me the most in this particular um, experience or in this particular interaction. I'm staying in this area and this hotel happens to be, you know, the most easily accessible to my transportation means for that current stay. That being the case, I feel as though I am in a shift in this um, maturing age, if you will, I will absolutely pay for the convenience of certain things. And some of the convenience is knowing that you are building and establishing relationships. And so I've found that while I have generally been a just all right, well, where's it at? Let's go there. We're going to be in this area. I've made those decisions without as much care to 
establish those those types of longstanding kind of relationships. And so now that I'm there where I see that it has value, how would you suggest? Um, and I'd say from the two different realms, right? Like from your, we didn't get into like what your personal travel experiences are or anything like that, but we know that you're a professional, right? So there's a professional kind of mindset that one, as a non-professional, I would accept I would expect that there may be a difference, right? So like me, I'm not a professional. It's not what I do for work. So I'm going to just go with what works for me in that moment. But I could see how if I had professional experience in a certain thing, I could see where while it may logically make sense to do one thing, it's actually a better long-term choice to go a different way. So that's a long way to ask you, what would you say key points, key factors, or deciding factors in choosing a brand or a, um, like a, a chain or a service provider to stick with? Mm -hmm. Why would someone other than like points, but like, what are points when the company can change what the points means? Like if I'm accumulating, a uh, hundred thousand miles with Delta. And then all of a sudden Delta says, Hey, actually, you know, hmm, sorry, girl, you've done so well, but we're changing it and we're starting fresh. We're not even using points anymore. When things like that can happen, it, for me and the way I, again, my personal preferences, the way I see things, I don't necessarily always want to go that direction. So for someone that wants to make that shift what things would you suggest someone keep in mind to decide what the best chain or brand to kind of want to develop a relationship would be, would be? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing they need to identify is what type of experience they're looking to have. All right. So what, mm -hmm. are, you, what are you looking for? Are you looking for 24 hour in dining? Are you looking for valet, a doorman or a door person, excuse me, a bell person, a front desk agent, um, and then separately a concierge. Are you looking to dine at a fine dining restaurant? Are you looking for 24-7 in-room dining? Um, it just depends on what you're looking for. When you identify what you're looking for, then you can identify a brand that aligns with your interests, what your expectations will be. Like, for example, myself, I generally stay at luxury hotels. Right. So the best of the best is usually where I mm -hmm. decide to stay. And the reason being is that I feel very comfortable in this luxury boutique sector. And I feel like I understand all the hotels that live in this little ecosystem. But what mm -hmm. I want to feel and experience is what they're offering in that ecosystem. Because sometimes I can learn, and actually the majority of times I learn from staying at those properties and say, oh, that's pretty cool. How can I make that so that it fits within what we offer as a luxury boutique hotel and be able to amplify the guest experience? So that's me. I like personally, right? It's all about mm -hmm. what you want. Right. I like, you establish yeah. your non-negotiables, basically. Correct. Correct. I want 24-hour in-room dining. I want to make sure that when I arrive, there's a certain level of service because I'm so busy as it is always, and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you can resonate with this. We don't really have as much time to spend on, on, on menial thoughts and tasks. A lot of the things need to be set up in advance for us because of how busy we are. We're moving from meeting to meeting pretty much every day. It's like seven days a week. You're on the calls and you're constantly busy. So, you know, my expectations for a stay will be completely different than anyone's because it's based on, on their psychographic. It's based on what they like. And, uh, you know, if you're more so into just, I need a bed and I want to go to sleep and it's quiet and I don't want, I don't care what restaurant you have. I actually don't even care what your mini bar offers. I don't agree with you, <laughs> right? Those, so then there's a, there's a different hotel for that. And that's what I always tell everyone, you know, understand what the brands offer, what they're selling. They usually generally put that on their websites and their Instagrams. And if, when you're reviewing that, for your stay. And also, if you're going on TripAdvisor and you're reviewing what other customers have said in the past about the establishment, that's mm -hmm. going to help you uh, form your decision, right? So that's usually usually the way I look at it. And I'm, I'm hopeful that the majority of travelers look at it that way. But then there's other travelers like, I don't care, it's a hotel. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's available, I'll book it. And they'll just go stay there. 
So now my next question for you is what exactly classifies a hotel or a property as a luxury property? Um, I'd had um, a former guest before uh, that worked in the hotel industry. Hi, baby. That's my cousin. Um, He um, was saying that it basically depends on like amenities, like what is offered? What do you have that Mm -hmm. other places don't have? What are some of the um, more luxury amenities, if you will, because for those of us who can't necessarily afford, what is that? Oh, it was right here in my brain. Um, I remember I was so impressed when my cousin stayed there one time and she came into the city. I think they stayed at like, um, I think it was like the Wald. I think they stayed at the Waldorf. And I'm like, okay, yeah. bitch, y'all got money. Completely different This cute little stay. This right. is um, incredible. We had a nice little the, time walking through. But... Ooh, I think okay. breaking up a tad there. I heard okay, the there we Waldorf go. last. I heard the Waldorf okay. last. So I was saying... Um, I remember a cousin of mine was, uh, she came into the city and she and her partner stayed at the Waldorf. And I was just like, bitch, I know y'all had money. Okay. This is so cute. Love, loving visiting here. Um, but I don't have those coins. So what, what it. are the differences? <laughs> what does, what exactly, um, constitutes luxury? Because I've had great experiences at, you know, some hotels and I will give it to the boutiques. The boutique girls have it. I've I've had my top two experiences were at the Goodwin Hotel in Philly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, from walk in, the young ladies at the front desk at the front desk passed the vibe check. Everyone was so sweet, made it simple for me. Um, and in Nashville, it I think it was like the Joseph, not far from like. Um, that state, the Nissan stadium. Um, those were the best hotel experiences that I've personally ever had on a, I don't have money budget. Um, so for those of us that are (laughs) going to get there one day, let me live in my dream world. What can we, you know, anticipate for when we arrive at the status that we can be in luxury hotels all the time? What do those amenities look like? Yeah. So the way it works, I guess, because that's this is a, a pretty long answer, so I'm going to try to condense it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But the way it works is each brand within their portfolio, um, they decide, you know, the name of this hotel is going to be luxury. The name of this hotel is going to be limited service, luxury boutique, um, a budget hotel. They have all these different tiers, and then they build them out um, based on the understanding of what the FF&E, which is the furniture, fixture, and equipment, and the OS&E will look like, which is operating supplies and they're okay. building out a hotel so each tier has different budgets for the day. okay yeah so when reasonable you get to the, when you get to like a house hotel, coffee okay <laughs> exactly just like a house so you know if you if you want to stay in a twenty thousand square foot mansion that's gonna cost you mm-hmm. if you're just looking for a 700 square foot apartment um in and let's say Bedford Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, that's a different mm-hmm. story, right? So with those um, different types of hotels, there's certain expectations for the service levels, the pay of the staff, the quality of everything that's going to be into the, inside of the hotel, the restaurant partnerships, the, the, the nightlife partnerships, and everything changes based on what they identify that hotel brand as within mm-hmm. their portfolio. Um, so that's generally how... We decide which hotels will be luxury or which one will be budget or limited service, et cetera. So in a nutshell. You mentioned uh, the partnerships. What types of partnerships does um, your to- your hotel have? Dream it's Dream Hollywood, yeah? Yeah, it's Dream Hollywood. Um, what kind of partnerships? Have, we have a pretty impressive partnership Rolodex, and that ties into mm-hmm. all the relationships that we've built and cultivated over time in the industry. Um, of course, Tao Group, as everyone would know, they're the number one food and beverage operators in the world. Okay. Um, here at Dream Hollywood, they're our partner. Um, so they operate our food and beverage outlets and put on some of the most amazing um, nightlife experiences. Like I'll tell you, and it's on the news and it's public knowledge, but P. Diddy was Batman, right? Oh, right. Yeah. For <laughs> Halloween. Where where did Batman decide to unveil that he's Batman on our rooftop? 
Oh, cool. Right? Go so figure. Plug. Kind of <laughs> major plug. Look, if, if Diddy blesses your party, it's a go, right? <laughs> and um, the, the Made by Sneak guys throw that party on Wednesdays in, in partnership with Tower Group and ourselves. And it's just been a phenomenal hit. It's the hottest party in all of LA since we launched it in 2020. And I'm beyond, beyond grateful for the team for coming up with that idea on a Wednesday. It's mm-hmm. an old school R&B party on a Wednesday. That was my next thing. I'm going to ask you, do people dance at parties anymore? I was I was having this conversation last week with my coworkers and we were talking about like the New York clubs that we went to back in our club days. And we were like, where do we go? That's what I'm like. Some of us just want to dance like that. I would sign up for Like, I just want to go freaking dance i don't want to watch you sitting and holding your hookah i don't want to watch you watching me like we both got drinks so where are we going from here did you not have you don't have a budget you're not trying to get on the floor no there's no one every song has a little piece of choreography they're doing on tiktok and all that jazz so yeah about to dance so they don't dance dance. that's from a movie what movie is that from i just want to dance is that old school i don't know feels very I feel like what that was, was mm. I oh, I think it might have been that shit. Now I got to. Is it Talladega Nights? I don't know. I'm going to have sure to email Will. you back on this one because yeah. now it's not going to leave me alone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Will has something to do with that one. I, that's, okay. That sounds like Will Ferrell, 100%. He's um, been enough that it could be for many of them. <laughs> it's definitely him. I know for sure. Uh, but I don't know which movie. I don't think it's Anchorman. It can't be Anchorman. I don't, I don't think so. We'll it's not giving out. Ron we'll Burgundy. That's not a Ron Burgundy line. I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> That's my brother's so, favorite freaking movie. Oh, my, yeah. It's, it's been on the top of my list for a long time. We actually used to, in college, all the football players will be in either my dorm room or my, when I transitioned over to my football house. Uh, all the guys would be in there. and We would shut off all the, the sound. And we would all recite it word for word. <laughs> From the beginning to the end of the movie. And if I'm you were able bad. to do it, I'm not even bad. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> and I'm going to tell my brother business, him and his friends used to just have a random suit day where they would all just yeah. dress up in suits suit on campus. And they did the whole jump pose. It was adorable. Adorable. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. One of my favorite lines from that movie is when Brick, Brick goes to the other guys. He's like, where'd you get your suit from? <laughs> and he goes he goes the toilet store <laughs> I, love, I, the- I love lamp <laughs> such a good movie anyway we're gonna um, have to run that back again this weekend we're gonna have to put that yeah, on <laughs> it's a good one it's a classic so of the but, amenities i know one hmm. thing that um the dream property does is use a lot of technology what yeah. What would a guest like anticipate in terms of technology, right? Because there's an app for everything. And I know that for the things that I use often, I'm all on board. But I hate having to download an app for something I don't foresee long-term usage. Like right going there, to yeah. events, meetups. Like I was very disappointed that Essence Fest needed an app to be downloaded. Just run me my tickets. Ticketmaster's yeah. got this on lock at this point. What type of AI or technology or electronic devices or what is your policy? What is the way that you guys are kind of bridging the gap between the property and the guest? Yeah, I think I think I should definitely add some more color to our partnerships as well because we have some great partners that will be upset if I don't mention. <laughs> okay, and please then- do. <laughs> I could jump back into, I'll jump back into uh, tech with that as well, too, because it goes hand in hand. Um, so we actually just launched Athletic Games, which is um, a gym that's uh, that's operated by Travel Games, who is considered one of the preeminent forces within luxury fitness. Um, he okay. works directly with a lot of your favorite NBA, NFL, MLB, actors, actresses, you name them. That's who he works with. So what we did... Um, we partnered with him to spin up the gym within our hotel. So we have a fully functioning gym with mm-hmm. you know, parameters in place so it doesn't impact the guest experience. Like, for example, there's a limited amount of personal training sessions that they can have in the gym to make sure that our okay. hotel guests still have access 
to the amenities without any interruption. But you know, you can pay a thousand dollars a month for unlimited personal care. Okay. Anytime you want at our hotel. And an additional three hundred dollars per month separately if you'd like to just be a member and you can anytime you want, which gives you access to every single one of the amenities that we have available. We have the best pool in all of Los Angeles on our rooftop, overlooking the Hollywood Hills and the Hollywood sign. Uh, stunning views of Century City. I mean, the sunset, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, we have six cabanas on the rooftop as well. Highlight Grill is situated on that space. It's an American grill cuisine restaurant where we have three meal periods um, currently, um, five days a week. And then we enter four meal, meal periods, which of course would include brunch on the weekends. Best brunch, chicken and waffles off the chain. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. And then, of course, we have Tao Restaurant, which is the largest restaurant in all of Los Angeles. It's uh, 20,000 plus square feet. And all your favorite wow. parties have happened there. Um, we have to be very careful with confidentiality, of course, and I guess. But all of this stuff's online. You can Google it, everyone. And you can see some of the fun things that we've, we've had transpire here. And then we're now opening up uh, a new club. Uh, I can't say the name yet, but it should be open okay. at the end of the month. We're not going to give out the concept. Club, temporarily. <laughs> all we're going to say is that um, the framework team, uh, they actually are going to be operating that space. And it's going to be a completely different take on um, the nightlife experience uh, that we already offer and already exists in our market because we want to be able to create something for a different demographic that may want a different experience. Like you just mentioned earlier, does anyone dance anymore? And the answer is pretty much no, unless, <laughs> unless you know. They're you recording play- a TikTok. Right, or, or you're playing, you know, some of this new EDM music uh, that the Gen Z and Gen Alpha love so much, and that's a different. That's thing. what the one next is called, Gen Alpha. Yeah, it's Gen Alpha. Yeah, I have a few of them running around my house. They're on another level, man. God bless. God bless. The dog is enough. Um, They're wow. on another level. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah. So we have that partnership, and then um, we will soon be able to share another addition uh, to the hotel. Can't say the name yet. Okay. But this will be uh, one of the coolest recording studios that you're going to find. Oh, cool. With live, and it'll be on the uh, property? Or is it just like a partnership? Uh, it's, it's on the property. Yep, and it is a partnership. Hmm. Another partnership with the world-famous DJ known as DJ Ski. I'm just going to leave it there. That's all I can say. Copy. You said um, DJ Ski? Then, that's all I could say. And then there okay. will be, yeah, I did say DJ Ski. Uh, he's a legend, by the way. If you know Ski, Ski's a man. Um, and it will also come with a pre- and post-production podcast element because we launched a podcast incubator here in 2020, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, in which we have two podcasts um, currently shooting here on a regular continuous basis, one of oh, which cool. is Sweet Life. Yeah, a Sweet Life with um, Rashid Malik and Chief. Mm-hmm. Both legends in their respective industries. And if you look those guys up, it's a, a sweet life podcast within the top 5% podcast globally, shot right here in our suites. That's the name. And then the other one is um, Be Do Become, which is by Leah Marble. She is actually um, the former Miss Barbados. And she does okay. a podcast that's all about health, wellness, and like. The beautification of your soul and self and how you can inspire others. So we have different genres of podcasts that were incubated here on property. And now with the new partnership coming in, we can do pre and post production and you can even shoot those podcasts right there in the studio and or anywhere throughout the hotel and they will edit and they'll make sure that the podcast quality are yeah. That's gonna be a fun one. Fancy. I see, I see. And then there's another partnership. Um, I don't know if you know these names, but uh, Damon Elliott and Dion Warwick and Diane Warren. Um, you know, just legends. I don't even know what how many it, well, Grammys they I don't even know how many Grammys they have between them. It's gotta be like a billion Grammys. So what is the Dion Warwick doing with you guys? Like she's doing a podcast or it's just, yeah. okay, so you're doing you're one, of those, one of those, one of those. Okay. It's kind of like club. <laughs> this was the trailer, the teaser. Um, but no, what they're doing is in the health and wellness space is what oh, I can say. So cool. And it is revolutionary and transformative. 
I went through one of the experiences while vetting the concept. Mm. We have already mm-hmm. had a great relationship with them, great partnership. Um, they were in Coachella with us when we did the pop-up. Uh, oh, sweet. That's cool. Just what did that look like? Oh, my gosh. That's a whole... Like, what would a pop-up up for... What would a pop-up for a hotel look like at like a music conference or like a music festival, if you will? Like the you're you're asking some really good questions and you're gonna get some stuff out of me. My team's gonna <laughs> kill me on the back end, but it's totally worth it. All right, let me tell you. So this was a fun one, right? Um I recall a lot of my friends saying, you know, don't go to Coachella. I've been invited so many times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing that, man. I don't have time for that. It's just a bunch of young kids raging at concerts. No, I'm good. Like, please, let me do something else. And they go, no, you, you need to you need to go. Like, if you're invited to mm-hmm. Coachella, just go experience it. So two years ago, I went. And what I ended up seeing was literally everyone that I would see at, like, the Super Bowl or F1 mm. or the World Series or the NBA All-Stars, all the marquee events, they're all at Coachella in shorts and a T-shirt. Hmm. Just hanging out, networking, talking about, you know, what they want to do what we can do together and so having a good time while listening to a performance by their favorite artists. And then there's a bunch of ancillary events that happen just like the Super Bowl that are high impact events. So it completely changed my entire perception of Coachella. I was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing ever. Okay, now it's time to audit. Now it's time to audit this experience. What's missing? Right? So I looked through all the lines of code of Coachella. And I was like, okay, that's missing. That's missing. That's it. Okay, let's create. So what we did was um, we took our hotel and created a decentralized hotel, meaning everything that we do here, we took it and spread it across seven acres on an old date farm that was a five-minute walk away from Coachella. Then we partnered with some pretty gnarly guys, legends, the Jupe guys, right? You got to look up J-U-P-E. Okay. The coolest dudes. <laughs> um, they actually are ex-SpaceX and Tesla engineers and employees. And they okay. built this luxury space-aged dwelling. See? That was a lot of practice because I was calling them <laughs> good okay. three months. And one of them jumped in and was like, Vaughn, Vaughn. Please don't disrespect me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a luxury space age dwelling farm. This is not a tent. Okay. No, like, it's like, this isn't a like, boat. It's a ship. Copy. I was, but I was like a valid, that's a valid point because they actually have air conditioning units in a remote where you control the heat and the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And their jupes are not tents. I mean, they come out of a box and they set them up within probably an hour each. And it's one of the coolest experiences sleeping under the stars in the Jupe, man. It was wild. I was like, this is too cool. And that at Coachella yeah. would be like, that's, wow. it was, that's a mature it, experience. Like I, I can't, it cause it didn't, what you were thinking, all these kids raging, raving and raging and the dirt and I don't do crowds. Mm, not for me. Right. But when you remind me that there are actual adults in certain areas that mm. don't want to be in that type of experience. So it's just like, well, mm. I'm not going to not go to the concert. Let's make it more adults. I'm liking yeah. this. Oh man. It was, it was a massive hit, massive. Hit. It was so much of a success that I can't tell you what's coming next. That's a genius idea though. Like that make was, the stuff that was fun when you were a kid still fun as an adult. I think that is a really great freaking market to be in. Thank like, you. thank you, thank yeah, you. No, thank it. you for that. No, it was fun, man. We'll There's be back. hope. We'll be back next year. Okay, but I can't tell y'all where, when, and how. Uh-huh. Copy, copy. Pretty major. I like it. It's actually the reason we even put on the proof of concept. And once we were able to see that the concept was proven, um, the right Hmm. phone calls happened and the right conversations are happening and we'll be in the best location possibly in Coachella that you can be in to provide this elevated luxury experience. 
And what we also did too is we built in the programming because we, because we have seven days of programming here at Dream Hollywood. And that was mm -hmm. um, a request of mine since 2019. I was like, guys, when I arrived in 2019, we only programmed two days out of the week. No, 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 no. We need everyday programmed. Every and what do you mean by every... programming? As in there's like an itinerary yeah. for guests to kind of tap into or just services or amenities that are yeah. separate from like your room service or the gym per se? The excursions, right? The internal okay. property excursions. So mm. Jazz Nights one, right? Made by Sadiq on Wednesdays, another one. Uh, we did a crazy Boots by Bryant uh, pop-up party on Thursday, which is another mm -hmm. great example. Uh, live music in the lobby. We partnered with um, Kind Kind Music Academy. And okay. the, the Kind Music Academy team actually put on this showcase in the lobby with some of their emerging talent. We had a stage, the whole shebang. I mean, we even nice. had a Grammy. It's pretty cool. We had a Grammy award winning band actually, excuse me, perform as well, which is White Sun. Okay. Um, yeah, that White Sun's on another level. I sat, I was in the front row for that um, portion of the showcase. And, you know, I was like, what are you guys doing with this music? What frequency are you pumping into this? Like, we can't tell you that, Vaughn. It's amazing. Check out White Proprietary information. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, look, it's working for them. Yeah. You know, they just won, they just won another Grammy this year. Um, and then, so that's an example of another event or programming that we would have here on property. Um, we also have health and wellness programming, too. Um, we just partnered, I can say this publicly, with Yada Yada Yoga as well. Okay. So we have athletic games and yada yada yoga who are responsible for yoga. And yeah, there definitely is. It's a whole yoga session happening right now. Sunset yoga. Um, oh nice. Or happened already at the hotel. Yeah. And there's there's Reiki healing. Um there's no limit to what we can do. We we tend to try to see how we can push the envelope on experiences even outside of our doors to then um, add value to our experience that we have within the doors. And an example of that was working very closely uh, with the Hollywood Partnership Framework and Golden Voice to put mm -hmm. on uh, the concert uh, that happened on Hollywood Boulevard with um, Chris Lake and Fisher, which had over 12,000 people in attendance. Oh, wow. Which then immediately impacted all hotels, restaurants, and businesses, period, in the neighborhood. Yeah. We were all sold out. We were all sold out. We had LA it's a win for everybody. Well. Yeah. Right. We had LA Fashion Week as well. They reached out, wanted to partner with us to figure out ways that we can amplify, amplify their voice and messaging um, mm -hmm. for LA Fashion Week, you know, because it always goes a little, you know, under-recognized. Yeah. Put it that way. Um, and it's they not actually, New York. They, they do their best out there, you know. Ooh, Sorry, guys. Coming. Listen, I walked, I walked three New York City Fashion Weeks so back in my modeling days. My number one goal, sorry, New York, we're coming. <laughs> Okay. And this is from not a fashion girl at all, but I will say I do, do so deeply love seeing the girls dress up. And I mean, girls across all demographics, like all of the babies. I love seeing the expression that comes out in those outfits in fashion week. I'm not a fashion girl in what I would assume to be the traditional sense of fashion girls. I like the stories in an outfit. I like yeah. the expression that comes along with it and not necessarily the labels. Cause like for me, I feel as if I'm outside looking in and it can seem as if a lot of people are just stuck on labels. Same thing when it comes to like where you're staying, the type of luggage that you carry your right. airline carrier. Some people like to stick to a particular label. This is my girl. I am Chanel only. It is what it is. I will wear it regardless of what it looks like. Whereas I enjoy the story in it. I enjoy the, like you were telling me the, the glasses, the gift whom they were from and the lapel pin and, you know, the story that the different items actually have. Go ahead, throw more. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like I enjoy the story in things. Yeah. And, um, I, I do love, love seeing the expression that comes out around that time of the year. But, um, what was that? What about spas? I haven't heard you mention a spa. I love a good massage. I that's one of the things that I try to tap into wherever I go. If um, time and just all the stars align, um, 
I cannot remember what the name of the place was. We did some incredible massages in Montreal. Um, and the best massage I ever had was actually, mm, ooh, can I say the best? I don't know. It's toss up between there and like Bali. Cause some $7 Bali massages whew, hit like nothing else. Cause they $7 for one, I can't but you. them women, they get back, they get on the table with you and they getting in there. And I'm like, what's she oh doing? That's but a Bermuda tissue massage, if I ever heard. Yes, one. I didn't know my tissue went that deep, but she got in there. But um, the one of the best oh, massages I, I ever got was in Bermuda, and I think it was because of like yeah. it was in a cave. It was on the property's Ooh. cave systems, and so you walk down, and it's like you're walking into a little cave, and there's like this beautiful seating area, and the actual massage room is on like a floating bed in like a little floating room and there's like a little dock that you walk out to and it's dark, it's wow. lit in just the right places. So it's like this whole experience and then you get a really good massage and then you get a good facial, but the facial was a waste of money because they can't do extractions and they knew that beforehand, but then it was kind of like, <laughs> right anyway. And then in hindsight, yeah. it was just like, I wasted this money, but the massage was good. Yeah, The massage was fantastic. So what about your spas? Like, do you guys have a spa there? Yes. Yeah, so, Okay. Here's how I can say so. this. Here's how I can oh. say this. Um, we partnered with um, some gig economy brands to be able to deliver that luxury spa experience directly. Mm -hmm. to us. That's what we. That's what we did. And we're going to continue to I do like that. that. We're going to continue to do that. But there's a new take on a spa that's coming. You don't say. Okay. New take on a and spa. that's all you can do say, me, huh? Do me a favor, send me an email. Okay. And I want you to be one of the first to experience it on us Say when we launch. It's, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's going to change your life. Um, so I, I'll take your word for it. That was, that was one of the most transformative experiences I've ever had without anyone having to physically give me a massage. Let's just put it that way. Oh, wow. Okay. That's our take. Now I'm curious. I'm curious. Coming soon. That's hmm. our take on spa. Um, and then to jump back into your question about you know AI and technology, mm -hmm. we actually uh, were one of the first to refine and deploy a true robotics program. So we actually, oh. yeah, yeah, in 2020, it was like impossible to find people in our industry at that time. It was a very challenging season for a lot of hotels, and we were, you know, we had to make yeah. a decision. How do we still deliver? Um, amazing service and without people, it was wild. So what we did is we launched um, two robots that delivered to the guest room. And what we wanted to do there too is ensure that, because I started as a bellman, right, manager in mm -hmm. Um So for me, it's still important that we respect those trades and we respect and understand that team members still have tipped opportunities. And mm -hmm. we love to maybe would love to still deliver that toothbrush if they want to, but that's right. up to our team. They make that decision. Um, and the reason being is because of my experience as a bell man slash bell person, um, where I would, I would be talking to a guest in the lobby and then and my hot sauce device, which is on an iPod, would go off on my hip saying, do you have to go and deliver a washcloth or a toothbrush or a mouthwash or whatever okay. the case may be to a guest. But I'm speaking to Dee right now about the best restaurants to go to tonight in which I'm going to set up your reservations and get you a car and right, really right. over deliver on that experience. But now I can't really finish this process because my hip just vibrated and I have a timer on it that says you have to get to that guest room and deliver Got it. at a certain time period to align certain standards in the industry that would identify you as a luxury boutique hotel. So I'd have mm -hmm. to find a creative way to cut that conversation short. And I always felt as though that was rude. I never liked it. Yeah. It was very rude. Because and then I also realized that if I did have the time to continue to deliver on, on um, the expectations of the guests, then here comes a $100 tip or 20, mm -hmm. 40, 50. It's a high value tip. If I go and I deliver that toothbrush, I'm not getting tipped. I mean, we did an analysis. People yeah. don't tip with toothbrushes. Right, because they're or washcloth or shampoo condition. They don't. They're literally in their robe trying to get into the shower or go brush right. and run to a meeting. So what we did was we were able to classify the, the nominal mundane tasks 
that um, mm-hmm. usually pull our team away from those high tip, high guest engagement opportunities, and then give them the ability to make the decision if they're okay with the robots delivering that, or if they would like to deliver it themselves. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So what it actually did was it freed the team up to be great and connect with guests and really have an organic um, connection and, and over deliver on their expectations. And then the robots actually, you know, they come right to the front desk, the front desk loads them, they then get into the elevator, they call on their own. And then they, they call their floor on their own, they get off on the floor, they roll their little R2-D2 R2-D2, I think. R2-D2, yeah. They roll their little R2-D2 cells right on over to the door. Um, they ring the doorbell and then they text the guest. The guest opens the door, they pop their lid open, the guest takes the item out, and they ask the guest, are you having a good time? One to five stars. They say whatever they're feeling. That's communicated to the front office. If it's a one, two, or three star, we're going to contact you because it's okay. some human intervention to have a conversation. To see, mm-hmm. that's called mid-state communication in our business, which is something that is generally very rare to come across unless you have team members that are aggressively actively trying to find out how the guest stay is going right. um, when they're right walking through the property. Um, so then, and if you get a one, two, or three star, we will reach out to you. But if it's a four or five star, you're having a great time. Unless you mm-hmm. had some notes in there that were a little concerning, um, we would doubt that you're having a great time and hope that we can continue to deliver on exceptional service. Um, then the robot comes back downstairs, calls the elevator um, for itself, as it always does, and then goes and loads itself back into its charging port. And it works 24 7. So it really allows our team um, the ability to be free and connect yeah. with guests and actually deliver the levels of service that they were hoping to deliver. It's like the flexibility of maintaining humanity. You know what I mean? Like you're able to, to your point, it's like not everything deserves, like not deserves because everything you can assume, like there's an argument to be made that everything deserves some type of a personal touch, but I I would much rather someone looking for extra ketchup get the robot right. as opposed to, you know, I'm right. trying to figure out, Hey, I'm, I'm checking out, but I, I just want to leave my bags here. I'll be back at whatever time. Are you going to be the person that I'm going to see? Or is there going to be someone else? Cause that's a, okay. Let me ask you, you're probably a great person to ask this right. tipping in terms of like valet, for example, do you tip before or do you tip after, or do you just bowler status and just tip both ends? Yeah. So, you know, me personally, I tip all the way through. I tip all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I started as a, a bell person, right? And at the time, when I was at the Gansevoort, we, if you were at the door, you'd be classified as a door person. So you mm-hmm. were going to be the ones opening and closing the door for everyone coming in. But then we had a dual duty of valet. So we used to valet the parks. So I would serve okay. as valet and door person, right? Okay. And, and for me, personally, that is a separate job that someone's doing. That's a valet attendant. They deserve a tip for exceptional service. I'm mm-hmm. one of those that believe that um, a tip means to ensure promptness, right? That's the origin of a tip. That's the etymology of a tip. Um, it's not something that should just be given arbitrarily, right? That's never the way mm-hmm. it was created. So in my mind, I was always looking to deliver an exceptional experience, not with a tip, being the final outcome because guests can feel that they can feel when it's not an organic connection and you actually really care about the fact that they're staying here and you want to make sure they have a good time in your house right they can feel that right versus when you're like i'm just going to do a great job because i need a hundred dollar tip right now you're going to give me this hundred dollar tip or what? you can you can read the room if you're someone that <laughs> reads the room you absolutely yeah. pick up on those things oh yeah yeah you feel that you feel that in a heartbeat but um yeah, so yeah, I, I generally tip everyone on the way in, on the way out. Yeah. Bowling. No, I really I do feel that. so bad, like when it like. Also, confession: I'm generally late for mm-hmm. certain events. Um, so it's like the okay, you got the keys. Okay, um, do, do you have do anything left in the car? We got to keep it moving. 
this this is probably something that's going to start so it's like i always get like 15 steps away and it's like ooh, do we even have cash do we have do we have cash to tip the bartenders did we stop is there an atm here and so all this is happening while i'm trying to find the elevator and then i end up feeling so bad for going to places that i didn't even know if we were going to valet i'm not going to look for parking you don't have a parking lot so then that decision got made for us there but um where can the people find you where can the people find how to book your establishment are you um also since we're on the how to find them like quick question in terms of like um hotels.com priceline and all those kind of jazzes do all properties kind of make themselves available to those types of platforms or is that one of those things that um certain places just don't do that yeah, so that's actually a major discussion point right now in the industry. Um, those are online travel agencies, and we do mm-hmm. utilize o- OTAs, as we call them. Okay. Um, we do utilize them, but I would encourage all of your listeners to go directly to our website, mm-hmm. www.dreamhollywood.com. We have incredible deals there. Um, and also our Instagram, at dreamhollywood, um, where will be a direct link right to our website so that you can book your reservation there, too. Um, but yeah, that, that, that conversation is a big conversation in the industry and not all properties utilize OTAs. There's some that do not use them at all. And there's others that have a hybrid, um, strategy when using them, a certain percentage of their business mix. And there's others that are like, we're fully OTAs. Let's go. Right. And, um, there's a lot to the economics of OTAs that, uh, could be encouraging or can, you know, Swayed you from wanting to be a partner. We're partners. We love those guys. Keep them coming. Yeah, I I tend to make my decision based on how important this trip is, or how um, I feel I'll be in the space for things to go wrong. I love a good deal. I love that you know Expedia is going to give me those points, and when I will say them points actually turn into dollars. Um, so I do appreciate that about Expedia. However, there are certain situations where I kind of feel like I need to know that this actually exists. I need to make sure that there are no mistakes. There's no room for interpretation because, again, one of the things that I love to remind people is that travel is so much more than vacation. Sometimes people are traveling for things that are just way more important than just mm, rolling that back because needing a break is important also. But sometimes it's not just, you know, a week off from work and a vacation. Sometimes it's like, no, I'm here because this is the closest hotel to X hospital that Mm. my, you know, partner or family member, unfortunately needs to have a procedure or something done, or I'm here because I'm here for a funeral. And you know what? I don't have the patience for, you know, anything to have any other hurdles or I need to know that the room I'm booking is the room I'm getting because I've got, you know, my grandma with me who has, you know, accessibility need. Like there are certain things that I keep in mind when I am booking. And if I know I don't have the capacity for things to go wrong and I'm just, this needs to get done. I am more inclined to go directly to the hotel. And I always look to see what the price differential is. Like if I'm going to, I've, Oddly enough, gotten a better price calling a hotel directly once as opposed to actually looking it up on like Priceline or something like that. So y'all be surprised if you call them and ask them, hey, do you have a AAA discount or do you have a, you know, law enforcement discount, veteran discount, whatever your discount category classification you could think of, ask them. A lot of times Expedia isn't going to give you that. That's it. That's it. Travel, cheat sheet, that's a code. Left, right, up, down, Always triangle, has. L2, that's a code, yeah. right? And this is my code. Yeah. I, I don't know how to play. I'm just getting into video games, and I got to the point of Zelda where it's, like, kind of scary, so I had to take a break. I just got to Hyrule, oh, Hyrule, whatever it is called, <laughs> and the monsters are monstering. They're beating yeah. my ass, so I needed a break. So. <laughs> Zelda's a wild, time. It's a wild oh time. Oh, my God, it was fun until now. it wasn't. It was fun mm-hmm. until it wasn't. One of the coolest soundtracks, too, by the way. It's so weird because everywhere I hear, like, people's computers queuing up or at work, it's just like, that's a Zelda sound. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was intentional. And then it's like, "Mm, I haven't played in a while. Should I get back into it? Nope, we're not there yet. I still need to. I got to. 
my heart is not there yet because I am learning to be more of a risk taker through playing video games. And it can sound as crazy as anybody wants to feel about it, but um, it's my own personal little um, hurdle to accomplish. Yeah. I was playing the game and I realized I was terrified to do something stupid. I'm like, it's a fucking video game. He's not real. If he dies, he fucking dies. You've died a million times before. He's going to come back. You can yeah. take risks here. So it doesn't right. have to be as scary. So that's my little world where I take risks and I try not to be scared, but I'm scared now. So back to you. Where, uh, you said at Dream Hollywood. At Dream Hollywood is our Instagram handle. And then mm-hmm. www.dreamhollywood.com. I just dated myself by putting the www in front of it. But Totes cool. We want adults in charge. Um, we want the right. adults in charge. That's absolutely <laughs> right. the reminder that I like to tell people. Vaughn, thank you, you so much. Go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say, you can also find uh, my Instagram handle is at V-T-O-T-H-E-2-N-D power, which is V to the second power. Oh, cool. Um, I, often, I often post about, you know, what we're doing at the hotel and all the, the fun experiences that we have. Thank you so much for joining me, Vaughn. I look I forward to you guys. Getting back to me and letting me know how your luxury oh, yeah. experiences have been. And um, hopefully we can uh, connect good folks in the luxury world and um, all be luxurious. And now who was that? Was it, um, it wasn't for something, something, something expensive. Was that the song my... Luxurious? What is that song? So there's a, a famous, I don't know the name of that song, but I'll give you our motto. There's Go for a it. Famous designer. Um, African-American gentleman, we won't say his name, we don't do that here. Okay. Um, But he has a saying, and he says, it's luxury or nothing. It's luxury or nothing. Well, Google who that is. Go to your, if you go to your your iPhone, go to that feature where you can add a GIF, and just type in luxury or nothing. Okay. Ask my team team how many times I've said that GIF. It's, it's it might as well email. just be in your email signature to them. Like, I guess an in-house <laughs> signature. <laughs> or nothing. <laughs> Boy, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope you have a fruitful, fulfilling, and peaceful and exciting career in hospitality. And um, thank you for joining me so much and giving us this little peek into what's behind the curtain. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and so that y'all have a better idea of what's actually happening and the thought that goes into your hotel stay. And um, I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.